going on, everybody? We're talking about the big disconnect, is what I call it. And it's really something that I've become very aware of. And it causes all kinds of implications we're not aware of ourselves. So, in today's day and age, in order, you know, if you want anything, if you want food or whatever it is, you go to the fridge and get it. Or if you don't have any of it, you you can order it from DoorDash or whatever it is, right, for a price. But in the past, I'm talking probably not even that far into the past, to be honest with you. Like, for some people, it's still true. But in the past, this was not the case. You had to slog for days and days and days and days to get food. You you might go hunting for meat, and you might have found it in, in like two or three days. And you might have had to fast for two or three days because you didn't have any meat. And if you didn't get any meat or if you didn't get a good harvest this year, you, you would starve. You would die that that was life back then that's that's life and if you were even if even worse you were controlled by a lord or a noble or whatever you were a serf you had no say in any of this and so like you'd probably starve anyways and this is life for the vast majority of human history until Probably very recently. Um, and this created the history that you that you find in your history books. This is cre- why wars have been started. Wars and, and nations have fallen. One of the reasons why. If a nation doesn't have enough food and doesn't get enough food, it starves, it dies, and so it may have to conquer other nations to get that food. You know things like this. Um, <clears throat> this is the reality of survival. Survival is. We talk about survival nowadays in our little ivory towers, in our little boxes, where nowadays we can just order food. It's like, oh, survival is no big deal, right? Um, But if you had none of this and you had to do all this by yourself or with like a few hundred people, you didn't have any technology, you didn't have any services you could buy food for. Or with, or you know, whatever. You would have to do all this yourself. 
And so the truth is, is we're not really that independent as a person. It's probably suicidal to be independent. Because to be independent, you'd have to do everything yourself. You'd have to farm the food yourself. You'd have to you know, harvest. You have to water it every day and grow it every day, whatever it is, right? And eventually harvest it. You'd have to build your own shelter yourself. You'd have to do everything yourself, which would be very difficult to do. Uh, and it's funny people talk about self-reliance when the truth is is that most people are not actually as self-reliant because, I mean, what are you using right now? Like a technology, that technology didn't come from you. You didn't buy, you didn't. Uh, make it, you bought it from somebody who actually made it or who actually had somebody else make it, more likely, <laughs> honestly. And so your self-reliance, your independence is <clears throat> only perceived independence. It's not actual independence. Society, society we have is is very interdependent. It's a good thing in little ways, because because of this interdependence, we're able to do things like order food, and it comes to us. It may come to us late, but it comes to us in an hour or two at most. You know, in the past, we to to get food, it would take months to harvest, and we'd have to. Probably store a lot of shit in the wind for the winter, just in case. You know, because you wouldn't have enough to survive otherwise. You'd die if you didn't get food for a month. You'd be dead. If you didn't have water for three days, you'd be dead. But now, because all of this is kind of given to us, in a lot of ways, it's, it's something that's very easy to get, we take a lot of it for granted. It's so funny to me, like, people go to restaurants, or they go, they order from DoorDash, and I'm like, oh, my order was too much, or they didn't give me this, and they didn't give me that. It's like, well, you're so fucking lucky. You don't, you don't realize, like, how difficult it was to get even the measliest of scraps from from life in the past when you had none of these systems like like DoorDash and you had nothing like globalism to get all this stuff and make it work the way it does you're we're the lucky we're the luckiest people alive right now but a lot of us don't realize this because we have kind of been disconnected from the reality of survival the reality of life in general, really. And this is not about an episode making you try to become grateful. Like, oh, you should be grateful. This is not an episode about making you understand that, like, life has been bet. This is the best life is ever going to be, or is, or whatever. This is an episode about the big disconnect. And nowadays, people... Are, are mad because somebody tweeted a mean tweet to them online or whatever. 
it's silly when you look at like the past and how what what people had to actually fight for to literally survive this is about survival um <clears throat> and so I see that and I really there's a, there's a huge disconnect between reality and us we have been disconnected from survival and that's a good thing honestly it's not a bad thing but it kind of makes us lose sight of what we actually have our own priorities and our own reasoning reasons why we live in the first place sure there's problems there's always going to be problems but you are lucky to be in the time that you're in. Including COVID. This is including COVID, by the way, because if you look to the Spanish influence of 17, or was it 18 and 19? 18, 1918 and 1919. It was much worse, much deadlier for people than COVID was. Was it bad? Sure, COVID was really bad. But it was not, you know, as deadly as other flus have been. The Black Plague was supposed to have killed like the quarter of the European population. COVID killed like not even 1% of the population. The amount of people who got COVID, I don't even think 1%, maybe maybe 1% of those people. Um, <clears throat> but a lot of that is proportional. Like, you have to look at, like, who was most affected by COVID in the first place. But, you know, like, where third, in third world countries, like, malaria has been actually much worse for people. I believe the numbers of malaria deaths are like in the hundreds of millions, if I am not mistaken, in the 20th century. Um, if I, it might be exaggerated, it might be less than that, but it's more than three, it's more than six million or three million or whatever the deaths are, are from COVID. Much more. Um, <clears throat> And and like I said, this is not a be about me complaining about people complaining. This is not even about be grateful for what you have. This is about realizing that life, despite even all its problems, is really good. I don't care if you're grateful for life. I don't care if you realize this or not. This is not about that. This is about noticing what it was like to live in the past and comparing that to where you are now and going, is there a difference? How much of a difference? Maybe this means looking deeper at history and looking at what it meant to survive for 
our ancestors, whatever it was. Maybe it means becoming aware of what it would mean, what it would be like to be truly independent. That means you have to get your own food yourself. You have to build your own shelter yourself. You have to build a fire yourself. Um, you know, if you're if you're in Florida and you are trying to be independent, if you need the air conditioning, forget it. It's not happening. Um, <laughs> you're not gonna get it. You get you have to buy it somewhere. So you can't really be truly independent. That's just not possible. If you are, you're you're. Um, you you understand exactly what I'm talking about. Of course, if you are, you're not able to really buy an iPhone because an iPhone is something that is purchased or any kind of phone or any kind of computer, whatever it is, is something that you have to get. And that means going somewhere, seeing somebody, whatever it is. And so there is like this huge disconnect from between us and reality, us and survival, us and nature, even. Uh, and it kind of shows in a lot of ways. So this is not about me bitching, about people bitching. This is not about any of this. What it really comes down to is what I'm, I'm going to call oversensitization or... Um, resensitization. You ever heard this term desensitization? Um, what I what I call resensitization or oversensitization is what happens when all these things are met in a lot of ways, almost virtually guaranteed. You, mean you might be poor, but you can still afford a lot of the stuff. It just might not be in the same way you might. Instead of going going to DoorDash, you actually go somewhere and get food. But still, that's much easier than somebody who had to slog daily to get food. You know this kind of thing. Um, now you just slog daily to get money to get food. <laughs> In a lot of ways, that's different. Um, but because there is that big disconnect, it makes things that happen seem worse than they are, right? Well, back in the day when we were trying to survive, survival was difficult. It was about getting food. Our worries were probably something like, oh... I don't have enough food for the winter. What do I do? Like, how do I deal with this, right? Now our problems are, oh, this person wasn't nice to me. He didn't do the right things for me, this kind of thing. Not that that's wrong or bad to have that mindset. That's probably that's probably natural, to be honest with you. Um, but the point, the problem isn't that this is happening. The problem is that there's a huge disconnect. We're not aware of how unpleasant reality and survival really was. And still could be one day. You know, I almost guarantee you that if, if one day we find ourselves 
let's say for some reason something happens and electricity just stops. The internet just stops. Everything stops. Nobody would know how to get food. It would be impossible for most people. Except for farmers, perhaps. Right? Um, But I see a lot of farms as well are purchased and are used by corporations. Um, Not all of them, but a lot of them seem to be. But people in big cities, oh, forget about it. You know, like, one of the things I was reading about, which was really interesting, was that back in the day, we're talking, like, 1600s, cities could only be a certain size before people started dying off because there could only be so much agriculture uh, and farming that's happening, this kind of thing. Like, so most of this civilization was agriculture, to just just to support like a couple of cities, and if the city got too big, people started dying off, until the city got to the right size. That was life for most of history. This isn't even talking about prehistory. We're talking about history, times we know about, times with written records and this kind of thing. Prehistory was probably even worse. Um, you know, this is saying nothing about transport as well. Um, you know, we didn't have cars back then either. We didn't have any transport. It was a lot more difficult. Like if if you have have a river that's navigable, that's great. You, that means you can get things further. But if you didn't have any of those kinds of things, it's a lot difficult. It's a lot more difficult to transport things, especially if you have mountains, this kind of thing. Um, this was the life of peoples for a long time. Um, and so there was this huge there's this huge disconnect. And to me, what's really interesting about this is that it didn't, it may have made our lives better to have this disconnect, but it didn't stop anything. It didn't stop our sufferings. It didn't stop us from being ungrateful. It didn't stop any of this. Because we forgot. We forgot what life was like for these things. We forgot what life was like before uh, serfdom. We forgot what life was like before, uh, before this, uh, not serfdom, sorry. We forgot what life was like before globalism. It's so funny to me, people like demonize globalism. Oh, globalism is so bad, and like all these things are produced everywhere. It's like, oh God, you people are so ridiculous. Globalism is what makes the world tick, 
and what makes a lot of the things that you have work, uh, cheaper than it is in other places, but yet you have the gall to complain about it, please, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um... Oh, all these things are outsourced to different countries. They're like, um, and this kind of thing. It's like, well, would you actually want to do those things in the first place? Probably not necessarily. Like, this is this is why globalism works the way it does. Your your cheap prices come from globalism. Your cheap. Uh, gasoline comes from globalism. If you didn't have that, well, some areas would be fine. Like the United States has a moderately, actually has a net import. Uh, I think it's a net, what do they call it? A net export of um, oil or we, we were in, for a while energy independent and we could still be. And so for us, that's not as much of a problem. For other areas, it definitely would be a problem without globalism. Um, you know, that wasn't the things that Russia was trying to hold over people's heads back in the, um, when, you know, when the, in 2022, during the war in Ukraine, like, oh, you're, you're bitching about us going to Ukraine. We're taking away your gas. Your oil, now you're going to have to figure it out for yourself in the winter, this kind of thing. I don't know if he actually did it, but he was threatening to. Um, because that's, because Europe doesn't have a lot of oil. A lot of oil is like in the Middle East, in Russia, it's some, you know, some areas of Russia, not all areas, but. Um, and things like this. Actually, I don't even think it's even Russia. I think it's like other areas that Russia controls. Uh, maybe some areas of Russia, but yeah, that, that's. And so to get oil from one place to another takes a lot of time. And natural gas, even worse, because natural gas is very flammable. And so it's more expensive to transport natural gas to different places. Uh, things like this. And so, for, for because of globalism, we're able to get things at cheaper prices. Because of globalism, you're able to have things that you probably wouldn't have had before. As a society... But because we have this big disconnect between reality right now and survival throughout general history, we lose sight of how bad things really were and lose sight of how bad reality really was. Um, And like I said, this is not about being grateful. We can do that. We can become grateful for how good things really are. 
But it's not even about that. It's about becoming aware of how his, how things were back in the days, survival-wise, food-wise. Like, how do people get food back in the day? Things like this. How difficult was it? And today, how difficult is it to get food today? Like, it's, it's a totally different measure. It's a totally different metric. But yet most of us are disconnected from that. But that doesn't give us things, but that doesn't stop us from things to worry about. Back in the day, things people worried about was, do I have enough food for the winter? Do I have enough food even for my family? You know, um, is, is the Lord... That I, that is in charge of this field, even going to let me survive the winter, you know, this kind of thing, right? Um, now, our worries are like, oh, this person said something mean to me, or this person, you know, didn't let me pass them in in, in traffic or whatever it is. <laughs> It's like, there's no contest at all. Um, So... That's basically it for this episode. I just wanted to do this because it's something I've really been thinking about. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.